0: With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL podcast, it is, if you are listening to the audio version of this, Thursday, September 8th, which means we get some freaking football. If you're watching live on YouTube, it is Wednesday, September 7th. It's eight o'clock at night. Now, there's good news, bad news for that. The bad news is we're recording eight o'clock because our guest is a freaking diva and could not record earlier in the day. The good news is, it's a Brady Quinn football show. Pew, pew, pew. You know, well, we don't have the lasers anymore because Manny, Manny Diaz is no longer at the University of Miami. And uh, Mario Cristobal is way too serious for those. So, I, yeah. I, I did appreciate, by the way, that you texted me in the middle of NC State's meltdown on Saturday. You were like, Devin Larry sucks. I did not say Devin Larry. No, you didn't. He, he looked bad. He was very bad. I, I said, This is not the NC State team that I thought was going to be a sleeper in the ACC this year defensively even how leary played which like it's the first first game of the season that happens and plus that was like the uh go-to upset alert pick right playing down in Asheville, right uh, uh greenville. greenville greenville excuse me no that's no, fine you shouldn't know podunk north carolina towns i have two i actually have two questions for you from a schematic standpoint you as a former professional quarterback me is just you know one of the top film analyst in all of <laughs> professional football media on oh, Twitter which is it, it encompasses hundreds of thousands of people who are experts at everything there could literally be like tens of us i'm dr um, just just ask me i'll give you everything you want to know <laughs> yeah. I, I i gotta tell you if if no one has uh if no one has watched a brady quinn football show like i, I don't think they understand that i mean i love ryan <laughs> i love breach I don't know why you like me, but these are the best shows that like we do during the season. I love you. I mean, I'm, I love you. It's it's I, mutual. I, I, I love your hair. I love your beard. It's kind of your hair, all one and the same. I love, I love your laughter. It makes me think of Charlie Day. Like, I'm watching, it's sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> it, it does. Now that I've told people that you said that, they won't stop pointing it out. Anywho. Oh, sorry. So, NC State runs this, on defense, this 3-3-5, which... You know something like you know the college teams throw around. I don't, I don't know how much of the game you watch, but we were blitzing <laughs> two, two guys consistently. I don't think we sacked uh, Holden Ayler's once. I sort of wonder with. I guess my question is with those blitzes, is that they're sending the blitzes to the wrong place, or is it poorly timed against a, a quick step offense? Like, what's what's sort of the the quarterback's thinking there from that standpoint? Well, first off, with a three three five configuration, it's really hard for quarterbacks in regards to the passing game for a number of reasons. The less people you have with their hand down on the ground means there's more potential chance of any one of variables of guys coming who don't have the hand in the dirt, right? So, any three down look that goes for, whether it's a three four or whether a three three five, right? If you're going to go ahead and and play nickel out of something like that, play a big nickel or however you end up, you know, end up playing it. um, That's traditionally one of the toughest things to do from a protection standpoint less guys hand on the ground, less known rushers, right? So, now we've got a greater variety of guys potentially going to rush. Now, the one thing i'll say about a 335 because you can do different things with the with the coverage and the way the safeties can kind of move or not move and at which guys you can decide to send or not that obviously makes it a little bit more confusing but if you think about it theoretically and, and there's some teams I was with that they would basically say look if they bring five that's not really it's the awesome. same as like basically like one blitzer with a standard package right so so we would define it as a pressure which a pressure is different than a blitz. A blitz is when you would bring more than five. Because if you bring more than five, that means I've got to actually use my tight end, my running back, throw hot, someone else as part of the protection. Like a cover zero situation. Sure, well, not even a cover zero. All it's saying is, if it's anything over five, I have to use one of my eligible receivers, take them out from their passing route, and now I've got to put them in protection, or I've got to free release them and make sure that blitzing guy now has to know, hey, he's responsible for it, cover that guy. If he doesn't, I can throw it right to him, right? So um, some teams will categorize, you know, pressures when you only bring five is just a pressure. It's not a blitz. It's it's not something where you feel like you need to adjust your protection or you need to adjust and throw a hot route or side adjust, whatever the case is. Um, and so sometimes, especially if you've got some of these, you know, protections nowadays, like the old two jet, three jet, so that's a that's a that's a six man protection. You have the five offensive linemen, and they would basically slide for four down and then the weak side linebacker or the will, right? Yeah. And the back would scan. And in some systems, the back would scan from the middle linebacker to the strong side linebacker or the Mike to Sam, and then to force stronger weak. So that was like – He's basically just like, who's coming at me? And I'm just going no, it, like, it was basically like anyone else. Like, like the line is these, these four guys and that linebacker – or these three guys and then the Will linebacker and the Jack linebacker, right, whoever you designate that, that's how, you know, Sam, Mike, Jack, Will. Um, and they would say they've got these three and then those two because those guys look like potential threats and the batch shots, whoever else. And that was like two-jet, three-jet. <laughs> it's like anything more than that, you just you throw hot or you bring the tight end in or you adjust. So, you know, when you've got sometimes those protections that are like kind of simplified like catch-alls, so it takes a lot of the pressure off a guy like Ehlers too, um, it, it's going to be hard to hit home, right? Especially if you can see the rotation. Like, that's the one thing about when you play that kind of cover five look. It almost looks like an umbrella when you're watching it on film. You can, see, you can kind of see where the guys are coming down, and- Rotating from, because eventually, like, these guys have to rotate to replace where those guys are blitzing from. Like, someone has to. So go you kind of see a pattern happens. developing, right? Like, where it's like, these guys are coming down, you know, and, and they're blitzing, they're trying to hit like the, the interior gaps, which is kind of foolish. Like come for the outside, I mean, right? Like come for the outside. Well, you, you you look, you're anticipating a pass, right? But you still have to keep your run gap integrity in the case there is a run, right? So there's still someone assigned to each gap. Cause if you throw two rushers in one gap, you know, you can have one big offensive lineman get a two for one special. And that happens sometimes when guys get out of their gaps and where they're rushing. So um all those things kind of coincide with like basic defense, like one-on-one. But a lot of times when you see a three down look and you see teams that are trying to show like um, Rex Ryan was really popular doing this when I got in the NFL in Baltimore, like he'd give you these walk around looks and you're like, well, shoot, dude, there's like no one with their hand in the ground. How do we, how do we know who's rushing? Who's not? And it's like a variant it of his dad's defense with a three, four, where you start, but you start moving guys around. So you don't know where the pressure is actually going to come well, from outside. Of three he rushing. would have no one put their hand in the ground. And so if you had no one put their hand in the ground, You know, in in your mind, the offensive line are like, well, who the hell do I have? And so basically those games, you'd go into it, and we'd make like a Cinco call, and then the offensive line would jelly set, and we would know like these four guys we know are like the D linemen or the bigger bodies in the game, out, you know, edge rushers. That's who we're accountable for. So that tackle guard, you know, guard center, they're all going to communicate across the line to pass all that stuff off because no matter what they're doing walking around, eventually they have to pressure. And then the back would basically scan on the, each outside of it and the quarterback would know who he was responsible for. But, you know, those became difficult because they would overload one side. And so basically if if they had a couple guys who were rushing this way, they'd try to bring like four on that side. And then so no matter what, you were going to be one short. And 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 you just had to recognize that faster than they could replace it with the coverage. And that was always the the game of it is if you could recognize – where the overload was coming from. You could attack that spot. <laughs> no, and no get the line to slide that way. Oh, protect there, then go the other side. Once you protect to the overload side, you had all this time and they had all these voids in the defense. And so what teams started doing is they would go to like a seven-man protection. And even though you only had three guys out in the routes, they're not getting past the seven-man protection. And so eventually that stuff kind of went away. Um, that's why people don't do it as much anymore okay i'd like to shift to a more serious topic if if it's okay with you that was a lot of serious football talk it really was It was out of the gate like that's what like i don't think it, it always gets buried in whenever we do these podcasts but like i'll ask some like accidentally like good question and you'll like rip off this thing that like nobody knows because they didn't play quarterback in the nfl anywho the serious topic because this is this is front and foremost. <laughs> yeah, it's P. Prisco's gained weight. All right. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I just, I, 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 is that the elephant in the room right now? Is he getting more weight? I don't know. He was, he was talking about earlier today. I was working with him, Joe Burrow, not being, having enough weight on him, how oh, he thinks he looks frail and skinny. I was like, he's going to P. Prisco diet then. <laughs> oh, ho, ho! up high, down hard. Um, anyway, serious topic. Over under two and a half Bildos on SoFi Stadium floor on Thursday night. I mean, this is such a loaded question because you really have to go through the history. You, you do realize that the Brady Quinn football show is the preeminent Bildo football sh- podcast on the entire internet. I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm glad we brought this to light before anyone else did. I mean, somebody somebody needs to be doing the hard work. In the I mean, the, I, the irony is the fact that like we brought it up and made it like more popular, although Tom Brady, because I believe that was a Patriots game, was on the field. I believe that was a Patriots game against the Bills in Buffalo when that buildo was launched. It was it was Mac. It was, it was last year, I think, where like uh, it's Kendrick Bourne is looking down. And he's like, what the I think that's before. I think it predates Mac Jones, dude. Well, I I was Googling this earlier. There's an article that says. Wait, you were Googling about Bildos? Yes. I was doing search history. history. Bill's fans set new record for sex toys on the field. It's like, what what was the old record? Apparently (laughs) one. The new record was three in 2018. (laughs) Is this what we call Guinness? And we're like, hey, you need to come to the game. Well, why? Uh, Don't worry about that. You'll see it's five. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, what constitute? I mean, I think we know what a billdo is, but like, once we start straying outside of that, we start going to other stuff. Like, Correct. is the Guinness Book of World Records guy sitting there going, "I don't know if is, we can put that, that a sex story"? Qualify because that's technically like just a like a a it, it is a sex story, but it's not a dildo by the by the definition of Guinness World Records. Yeah, that just looks like it could be used as a lube, but it's actually used, you know, for. For the players, they'll get their pants on. It's it's it's, a, it's actually petroleum jelly. So you just lava uh, like a tube of KY jelly on the field. Expect that expect that an account Bills. No. Because, no. this is serious business. Um, did have any follow-up Serious question though. So if this, if you really want to go back and research this, I did. An LA team. Now, granted, they're in San Diego when this occurred, I believe, but they've had issues with their security guards. All right oh this is bad this is bad i was like playing pocket pool and right in front of the cheerleaders um okay i don't okay (laughs) he was pocket pool that was actually impressive restraint by you yeah he was (laughs) was, it looked like he was nicholas's caged hand in in a national treasure searching really hard to find whatever treasure they're going after you know uh you've seen zoolander right of course, you know when uh, when uh, when Ben Stiller is trying to get his underwear off after Hanson does yeah. the move, and he's like, hoo, 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 hoo. "That was the Charger security guard watching the, the it, like in the middle of an NFL game." Yeah. Like, you guys he actually pretty... wasn't trying to get his underwear off. He was right. He was trying to get something else off. Yeah, right. But like, I mean, what? How freaking weird do you have to be to think? I know. I'm just going to do this in the middle of an NFL game while I'm standing. All like, right. Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! How many times have you actually looked at a security guard at a live event? Uh, I mean, not unless they're looking at me, unless sure. exactly like no one really pays attention to them. It's kind of like when you're playing I mean, in a it's game, like plain sight. That's it's it's like when you're when you're like playing in a game, you're like, oh yeah, the officials are down there, like on the field with you, but you never really feel them, right? Like you're playing, but you don't really like notice them. So what you're suggesting is that this was that Chargers security guard that wasn't his first uh, interview into the. Uh, world. No, no, that's just the first one that got taped. Like, you're going to be doing this for years. There needs to be a 30 for 30 on that. Well, uh, maybe an old untold. Maybe 30 a def- seconds, untold. 30 seconds of 30. <laughs> well, but to my point, if this is the sort of security that we're hiring at SoFi, the charges do play there. I'm just saying, I know it's not their game. It's the Rams. Maybe you're seeing a few more toys tossed on there because we've got some security guards that are a little distracted, you know? I I I think you're onto something like big here. This is this could extend into the highest reaches of our government. Not as big as some of those buildos that are thrown out there. Not much. It is. This is again, this is why this is the best show we do. Is like we we go from like a like a comprehensive breakdown of the three, three, five defense and like a college football team is running straight into a comprehensive breakdown of whatever just happened. Um, who's your Super Bowl match? Who are you picking? Do you do you give a Super Bowl pick? Yeah, yeah. I, we actually just did this today. So Couple of funny anecdotes, which, like, one we have to get after Prisco for, but I uh, I went very chalky. Uh, I went with the Chiefs and I went with the Packers. I don't, I don't think like, Chiefs are chalky. <clears throat> well, we can get into that, right? Like, like, the Bills would be chalky, which is obviously who Pete went with because he, 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 he's like, he's like, the Bills win their first Super Bowl. Finally, I'm going to let a fan base like me because I picked their team to win. No, and, and, and so the funny thing is, he goes with Bill's Packers. I go with KC Packers. All right, whatever. Part of it's like, I want to see Aaron win another one. Like, I, I really do. Um, sure. Obviously, I know him a little bit, like, want that for him because uh, I know how much it, like, means to him. But also, I just think with the changes that they've gone through and all that, it's like, it'd be kind of a cool way if, if this is his last season or if he's got one more and whatever I have to, a, to go on his way out. I have a football question related to the Packers that I want yes. to ask. you. Um, so, my take and – is that Aaron Jones will be the wide receiver one for the Packers this year, and he and A.J. Dillon will basically be on the field like 80% of the time together, and they're going to move him around the formation to make matchups difficult for defenses. Pete told me, that's a stupid thing. You're just looking for clicks. Um, I don't know why he said that, but do you? what do you think the Packers' offense looks like? Clearly, they're trying to dial it back a little bit, run more, more defense, but I feel like... Th- there's no way Aaron Rodgers trusts these young receivers. Aaron Jones is going to be used as a receiver. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he will be to a degree. Like we're not talking about like the I mean, like this is Aaron Rodgers. Like he's one of the better deep ball throwers. Like sure. that, you'd be you'd be cheating yourself if you weren't trying to stretch the field vertically with the speed of Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs or, or whoever, um, you know, whether it's Alan Lazard or whoever we're throwing the conversation. So um, look, I, I think they're going to try to rely more on the run game maybe in the in the past and be a little more balanced. but I think that that um, that chemistry is going to develop. I don't I don't know with who, but it's going to develop when someone displays. Now, I think maybe he's already got that with Alan Lazard. He's been with him for a while now. He clearly has that with Randall Cobb. Um, you know, it, it depends on, you know, if you look at Robert Tanyan too, if it falls in that category, I, I guess I don't worry about it quite as much, right? Like he he went through it with Greg Jennings to he's massively uh, overblown. Well, because I we actually love your Super Bowl pick because it's fading the people are like, Oh, Tyree Hill got traded, Devontae Adams got traded. These offenses won't be good. It's like that, this is the stupidest take I've heard anyone suggest. Like now I'm just gonna say they're better without those guys, but those well, offenses will be fine. Well, I, I think in, in the in the case, and we'll go to Kansas City, but in the case of the Packers, like you've seen his transition from you know Greg Jennings to Jordy Nelson to Devontae Adams, like. They've gone through this before. This isn't the first time, and they've been fine. Like, he's been successful. He's, you know, he's been able to be the back-to-back MVP. Like, they'll figure it out. Um, And so, so and look, the Green Bay Packers defense is much improved. You know, when you look at the fact up front, at least, I mean, getting back Preston Smith, you know, you draft guy and Quay Walker. Rashawn Gary's there now. Jerry Alexander's one of the best cover corners in the NFL. I mean, it's just, they're stacked. Rashawn low- Sean Gary, I was wrong about it. He's, he is fantastic. He is no, and and look, I think, you know, you some of those Michigan guys that they're not quite in the right fit, and 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 then they, the NFL and they, they explode, right? Like, um, there's a, like a, um, Pete's really high on Nico Collins. He thinks he's gonna have a, a breakout year. Um, you know, we, we had heard that about the um, the receiver in Cleveland. Um, his name's escaped me at the moment now, but uh, uh, from um, from Michigan, Yeah, Braylon Edwards, obviously. No, 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 no. no. I, I play with Braylon. Uh, more yeah, more. Really- I'll I'll look it up real quick, but oh, I, I got you. I you. It's it's uh what's his name? Donovan Peoples Jones. Oh um, yeah. The uh the the point is the fact you've got this team that I think is the best defense they've had since they went to the last Super Bowl and won it, and and I think you've got now this offense that's a little harder to predict what they're going to do, right? Like it's pretty easy to know when they're going to go to DeVonta Adams because he was really their number one receiver by far. Different story, and that relates to me to Kansas City. You know, you've got Travis Kelsey, sure, but you got Sky Moore. you got Marcus Valdez Scanling, you've got uh Juju Smith Schuster, you, you've got Miko Hardman, who, by the way, I don't know if you heard the story. You know, Pete tried to tell us during a 4 p.m. uh CBS Sports HQ hit that Miko Hardman on Cut Day was cut. He got he got on whoa, 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 whoa. live. Was he on live? Yeah uh, yeah, he got fooled by a fake account on Twitter and just happens to blurt out. Well, wow, it's me and Chris Hassel and I'm and maybe I, I try to think, oh, Jonathan Jones. And, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what is what is happening right now? I was like, I was like, that would be because Pete's like, well, it's not that shocking. He's got a groin or something else. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> just they got Eagle Hardman. What the? I was like, I was like, what this is shocking. Like, what are you talking about? Everyone assumed he'd like take over that role of Tyree Kill in this offense. Like, what do you mean? And then I was like, Are you sure? Like, this isn't like this people who call you Pete trying to get your social security number. And I uh, told you. <laughs> Tell you you've you've, you've got some long lost relative that left your password place. is Frisco Sun Devils one two three exclamation point like yeah yeah we know Pete we know yeah but, and now he tries to deny it like it didn't happen Chris and I are like dude you're getting dementia all right I'm texting this thread with Frisco on it right now to harass him because he's very harassable he will try to deny it and Chris Ass will attest to it uh, Jonathan Jones will attest to it anyway um, um, but I, there's, I, there's I like Super Bowl like, cool picks by the way what's that. Those are my two Super Bowl picks. I'm hoping the Packers win it uh, for A-Rod. So Pete picks Bill's Packers, which brings me back to this point, which is always fun to needle Pete for this. Uh, And I picked Joe Burrow as my MVP, so I think he'll be MVP this year. Um, But Pete claimed, and he said this the night Joe Burrow was taken number one overall by the Bengals, they would win two Super Bowls. He said multiple Super Bowls in the next 10 years. So we're now heading into year eight of that. And the best thing is, is Pete will never pick the Bengals to win a Super Bowl. That's a great point. What it's like, he's going to be, be the MVP. I'm like, I'm picking him to be the MVP. And meanwhile, not only are you not picking him to be the MVP, you're not picking him to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, so now you got seven years to work with. Like, when is this going to come together, Pete? This is, this is great. This is a great, because this is classic Pete. He's like a flip-flopper who tries to, like, he, like, actually he's like, I have hardcore opinions from watching so much tape, and I've been doing this. My poop knows more than you do about football. And then, like, at the same time, it's like, well, Pete, I just looked at your power rankings and your Super Bowl picks and your claims for the draft, and you basically canvassed the entire AFC. Right. So, like, do, do you have a take, or are you just secretly a little waffle iron who won't jump in and actually give some input? A surface-level clown, if you will. All right, that would just be mean to Pete. But I He's not here to defend himself, so we shouldn't do that. But um it was hilarious. It is hilarious. You can ask what my Super Bowl pick is. Um can I try to guess? Yeah, absolutely. You typically like to go yes, uh, correct. Yes. Okay. Um <laughs> did have to say that. I, well, well look, I know Philip Rivers isn't there for the LA Chargers. If Philip Rivers is playing for an NFL team right now, you could obviously it'd be, it'd be that team. It'd be the Colts. He's come back to the Colts. I mean, is it the LA Chargers? I mean, he once was there. No, no, no. So I'm actually, all, I, I'm big on KC this year. Okay. That's so has so the Chargers, but it's not the Chiefs. I don't have the Chiefs on the AFC, but I'm big oh, on the Chiefs. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so, but, but outside the box, like team going, right. You, do you want to give you a hint? Yeah, could you? This would be the first ever all bird mascot in super matchup in Super Bowl history. Oh, so you have, have, you have, John Branch claims there's never you been two Philly. bird mascots. You have Philly talking. from the NFC. What's that? Philly from the NFC. Yes, Philly from the NFC. Okay, and then you've got. Um, this should be easy as I sit we're here running through birds but, in your head. This is the Ravens. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not that outlandish. Like I was actually thinking today when they were asking, like, obviously, I think the Ravens are going to win the division, and <clears throat> I do think like the the Joe Flacco bet on myself type thing if Lamar doesn't get a deal done that would be the interesting part of this is if it happens to the Ravens again Marcos <laughs> the Super Bowl with Super Bowl MVP and it's like pay me that Deshaun Watson contract that no one wants to pay right now that would be amazing I mean but like and the best part is they open the the season against Joe Flacco um, is that a good thing for the Jets by the way because I I, I kind of feel like you're like no, but I'm like yes, because you've got a guy who I think will do a better job against that defense. In, in defense, I mean, he's seen more, and I think it's a better roster than what it was. Right, like no one's gonna deny that. Like my whole thing with the Jets was the fact that their schedule, and then seeing that Zach Wilson played poorly, by the way, in the in the little preseason that we saw. And the most hilarious thing is like Dan Orlovsky came out like three weeks later and said the exact same thing. And I'm like, I wonder if he's going to receive a bunch of flack from Jets fans for making this claim. But did you get, did you get, did you catch crap from Jets fans? Well, the only reason that I knew anyone was saying thing, I got an idea because our radio, our radio show with Jonas Knox and LeVar Arrington, they brought it to my attention. Cause like I said, I, and I don't mean this to sound like a pompous a-hole and I got you. You know, it will anyway, but. but. Well, no, I, I literally love watching film. And so I don't spend my time looking at Twitter or social media. Like I watch, like Drake May, big Drake May fan, quarterback in North Carolina, is a registered freshman uh, from the state of North Carolina. What are you doing here? What are you doing? Well, I, I'm just saying like, like, I will watch absorbent amounts of film of like, ob, like obscure players. He's like, old Tar Heels. Oh, how did you have that, that ready that fast? But go so- Tar Heels. Evo? look at Depot. But I, I, have, you, have you watched this kid yet? Yeah, he's a problem. He's no, he's a problem. But look, NC State fans, who cares about the NC State Robin for a second? He's gonna be a guy we're gonna be talking about in two years from now. What twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five draft? Whatever, whatever that would be. Like he's gonna be one of those guys you're talking on the first round. Like he's that good. I was like, really having a fun time with you in this podcast until like two minutes ago. Like Stetson Bennett. Like everyone's kind of sleeping on him. That dude's turned himself into a draftable quarterback. Yeah. I mean, last year's national championship now. So anyway, gonna okay. get off on a tangent. No, no, no. Go back to no, the Jets. True. I'm just saying, I, I'm usually watching film being a dork and a geek and looking at all that. You, you don't, you don't read your mentions on Twitter. No, you're, I don't think you're an old school guy. You don't, you don't, uh, you refuse to use the little emojis on text. You won't, you won't I use voice up. notes, You use voice notes. And you like to, you like to, say, like, you like to say, oh, we should get, you like to say, okay. Like you don't give a thumbs up. If I say something, you're like, okay. <laughs> my, my wife is in the room at some point. So she, I'm sure she's going to listen to this conversation. Be Like what the hell are you guys just talking about? Go yeah. ahead and say your portion of it. You're the one that I was like, yeah, I don't, okay, okay. I'm yeah, anyway, we're going to take a break and we come back. Brady and I will discuss whether it's acceptable to send. Okay. And we'll tell you what fan base is the saltiest on social media next.
1: (laughs) Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. So when
0: Debo produces, we don't actually have commercials. If, if not, of if was producing you would get a South park commercial just now. Maybe somebody, whoever would in the past, I enjoyed the commercials. It feels like a real break. Anywho. Um, so if you, like, I feel like if I send, like, somebody's like, here's a, this is going to happen. And if I reply with, okay, that's perfectly fine. I'm saying right. it is in fact, okay. However, for some reason, some people take umbrage and offense. It's like, oh, are you pissed off? It's like, what, what are you talking about? I said, okay. It's like, well, clearly you're un- They're just- reading tone through text. Right. But it's, it's, it's reading someone else's implied tone. Mm, right. Which is why I'm saying I like leaving voice notes like I think it, because it's a little more personable and people can hear your tone or your excitement. Or if you are like, okay, you know, like, it's like, no, I was like, okay, awesome. Cool. Yeah. Great. You're like, okay. Sounds good. I, I was like, well, five, uh, you were like 8 PM. I was like, thumbs up. You're like, okay. Cause you just won't give the thumbs up. I will say when Liner was on that FFT stream. And I was like, Brady loves doing voice notes. He goes, oh, you're right. He does. And I was like, but he also loves doing it where it's like the quick, you, you like to do the voice notes, the, the pause. Like, you know, I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, like, I know like something's coming where like, I'm going to end up listening to this whole thing. And at the end, I'm getting dunked on for no reason. And then I'm like. Well, that's man. a speck, man. It's an experience. Every voice note's different. It's unique. You know, you got to. disappear, disappears. Draw it out. You got to take people on a journey. And then bring it full circle what man the energy of this bq fbs is is, is fantastic um all right so salty twitter fan bases uh, actually I, no, I want to ask you this too so i went on hq um I don't know, like three weeks ago and i said that i thought it was like Noah or somebody was like give me give us five possible upsets for week One." Oh, like, right. let me look at this slate real quick well, I listed, I was like the Patriot. I listed like seven. I was like, you pick five. Right. The Patriots were one that I listed and he picked. And I, and I go on there and to be perfectly frank, it was like a Friday. Wasn't really a, you know, formal feeling segment. And I, you know, I threw out like, you know, Belichick is dominated against young quarterbacks. And I said, and I mean, I guess I, I don't really regret it at all, but I was like, there's been so much to a hype coming out of Miami. And that, the the media coverage of that particular organization is oftentimes more enthusiastic than other organizations for whatever reason. Well, the Miami beat reporters picked up on that and have, are not happy with me. (laughs) I mean, look, it is what it is. I I, I could care less. Everyone thinks they're going to win a Super Bowl heading into week one, right? At least you try to convince yourself of that. The reality is, you know, you, you play that first game and you go, (laughs) Oh, Oh crap. Oh, was, we're not good. <laughs> that was the majority of times like we start off a season, but um here's here's the five that I would pick. And like I think these are pretty reasonable for the most part. Okay. It, for starters, Thursday night. I mean, the Rams defending Super Bowl champs, McVay's never lost an opener. Uh Super Bowl champs this is a start of the new millennium, like 19 and three. I new think. offensive coordinator for the Bills, so you're adjusting that a little bit. Yeah, even though I, I love I love Kendorse. It's I not, think- is it not, not a knock, not an Ken Dorsey? just but, the yeah. Yeah, it could be a change, and so they're and, you know they're giving two and a half points at home, so that's the first one, right? Yes. Uh, Cleveland to me, and it sounds a little crazy, and I actually picked the Panthers, but you know uh, on the road they know Baker, they're a more talented roster with the exception of the quarterback spot. Like I could see that game potentially being low scoring, tight, and and Cleveland pulling away with it in the end. May uh, their stink too? That's it. Well, I disagree. I actually think that's kind of that like. Sleeper seven seed type potential team. Okay, I've, I've, okay. Don't if McCaffrey's healthy, if Baker Mayfield's healthy, plays well, you brought in Lavisca Chenault. You've already got some decent receivers, obviously DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. You address some of the offensive line. The defense is already good. I'm just saying, like, I think that team is is going to be better than people think. I've, I've over the last three weeks moved from this team is one of the bottom five teams in the NFL to they are a potential fringe playoff team yeah that, that's where i'm at that, that, if, if, I, offensive line has to be totally healthy yeah he has to be good in pass pro cmc has to play 14 yeah i know that's a concern oh, CMC is yeah. a big concern and he said it before the draft he told him he said pass pro is not my strength hey, hey we're just gonna run the football christian really more of a murderer on the second level than i am a pass pro guy um <laughs> it, it, chin uh brian burns Derek brown all kind of need to take a ish step forward and the defense needs to be above. Basically, it's like a, it's a Jenga tower that could collapse at any moment, but could end up in a seven seed possibility. Correct. So uh, the other game, Jacksonville. Oh, through- uh, yeah. Oh Yeah. Like headed to Washington, right? Like, yeah. already blew that game last year for the Colts. Funny, <laughs> yeah. so it's like and he's got to play Doug too. Oh, I thought, yeah. like, oh, no. you, you can see how that one's got a lot of story it. been Yell about that for three months. It's the biggest lock of the year. Jacksonville is beating. See, I'm I'm taking Washington because I really do want this to work out for Carson. Like, I do. That's just casting. <sighs> I know Jacksonville's winning <laughs> yeah. that game. They're going to win that game by like ten points. Like- New England is the other one in Miami. Although Belichick has lost to uh, the. Dolphins, what? Three straight times. Tua right? is technically three and zero against Belichick, no. but he has he worse. has four hundred fifty passing yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Like you know what? That's that that four hundred fifty goes a long way to that three and zero record. Just saying. Uh, that's that's a very winnable one. And then the Lions. The Lions are the ones like I know you're high on the, the Eagles, but we see like surprises week one all the time where we're like, remember that remember that game week one? What the hell happened there? They were um, when Philip Rivers lost in Jacksonville in week one. Yeah, so. That's the other one that I'm looking at, kind of saying, all right, I could see it. Pete thinks the Giants are gonna go beat Tennessee outright in Tennessee. I don't see that. Um, I could see the Seahawks covering versus Denver. I don't I just don't see them winning that one. I think they're just gonna win the game. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how, but I, I, I do the Cowboys, even though Tom Brady, don't, has he ever lost to Dallas? I, I think he's never lost to Dallas. So oh, that's a I can tell you in a second. I just uh, saw that yeah. I think Tom Brady's like undefeated versus Dallas. Maybe something like if I read any of our research notes that I would know, but um we get so many. It's not your fault. It's not. It's, uh, no. it's really not your fault. I mean, they we, do a great job. No one's complaining. Yeah, it's, no one complains. It's too much. It's like being fed with a fire hose every other day. I'm like, ooh, the the Farmers Insurance Open Round Two notes. Oh, that's that, I could use that. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna find it right now. So down, and oh, boys. and oh. There you go. See, I knew I saw it somewhere. My brain. He's only completed 60.4% of his passes. Yeah, who cares? But I, you get my point. Like, that's the other one that's debatable. But I, I don't know. Something tells me, like, Dak's going to play really well. And so I'll take two and a half points, Dallas at home. So, it, so I, I was – I think you look at this week one, and it feels like total chaos. Dude, count it up. How many home dogs do you have? Right, so who, who would be your survivor pick? You've got to pick one team to – you're guaranteed comes out of this week with a win. There's not an easy one at all. Like Baltimore at the Jets. Not. you don't feel really comfortable. I would there. probably say since he at home, but even that's a gamble, right? Like and like if Trubisky plays well, or even just like if if Joe Burrow fatter than like Pete, who knows? He's not fat at all. He like needs to be fat. Like he's like wait, maybe the Colts like honestly versus the Texans, which that's one like you can't feel comfortable about. Do you? Right, I'm gonna find the answer to this. Okay, Baltimore. Baltimore would be my survivor pick. The Colts, I'm pretty sure haven't won. A week one game since like 2016. But, you know, I mean, it's a so hold on. How many home dogs do we have? A lot. The last time the Colts I've already. Okay. The last time the Colts won us. No, it's older. Oh, my God. This is insane. This is crazy. Do we have 10 home and home dogs? The last time the Colts won a week one home, a week one game anywhere was 2013. Yeah. So they got off the slow start. It's all right. It's not like Cleveland's like that.
1: <laughs> God, God. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man.
0: Um, ten home underdogs, which is like it's better's nightmare. Yes, you know what we should do Brady. We should parlay all the home dogs on the money line, and then we never do this podcast again, and we just like move to our awesome place in Aruba. I I don't know. I think both our wives probably spend too much money. It's not really yeah, it's not enough. You would do you would do like seven billion to one. You have to do that like seven weeks in a row and. Well, I was sort of thinking once we ran out of the parlay money, we would just live off your quarterback earnings. And I would be like, eh, I do, that I do that. And then I'll just do like once a week, a podcast with Pete for fun. You so, have a hard time. All right. So I, I've talked to Pete about this. I was like, Pete's like, okay. It's like, if I hit the lottery, you know what I would do? I would start like willbrinsonfootball.com and just make Pete's an exorbitant offer where he had to take it and come work for me and be like my number one NFL columnist. And I would work him to death. I would make him work so much. <laughs> he like, he couldn't turn it down and he couldn't quit because he signed this contract. I would be like, Pete, I need you to power rank all 32 NFL head coaches by hotness. Like, I'm not doing that. I'd be like, well, then you're fired and you have no other work because you're old. And, and bald, and, and apparently, according to Brady, not slim. Like, I, like, that would be the whole point of the website. I wouldn't care about traffic, I wouldn't <laughs> care about revenue. I would just like use it as a pure way to torment Pete Briscoe. Uh, you know what? at the end, though, Pete wins. <laughs> Pete's, Pete's got real estate in your head, man. Like, he's not right. like here and you're talking about him. You're, you're creating a website just to, yeah. just to mess with him. I mean, it's it's amazing. He's a character. He really is. He um, really is. You know, he once um, was worried about getting in a fight at a Publix. So he, you, you heard the story? No. He's uh, he defended the um, the the so the you know the the deli counter, right? <laughs> Some guy was like harassing the the ladies behind the deli counter, and Pete's like, "Hey, why don't you why don't you like leave these ladies alone?" And like yells at him. The guy's like, "I will mess you up." So Pete is like, "Oh God!" So he goes at the goes to the uh, salad dressing aisle. And he grabs a glass bottle of salad dressing and he's checking out, he wraps it up like to use as a weapon in case this guy gets it's. He's the bagel guy. That's who he is. He's the bagel guy. He's the bagel guy. You remember that video? Yes. Yeah. We called him the bagel guy for like six months. Oh geez. Yeah. Didn't go over well. Not flattering. Um, I can't wait though. I think, I, I mean, honestly, every single game, I think there's an interesting storyline. Um, And really, with as amount of movement as they had this offseason, every single game, I think you could could look for something that's going to be unique and different. But, uh, yeah, I think Baltimore would be my survivor pick, by the way. Um, Who has the worst roster in football? It's tough. I think there's two obvious candidates. I mean, some people are going to say the Bears. Yep. Um, Falcons are definitely there, too. Falcons are right there. I think the Texans have been improved. Texans are, like, very – they're they're trying to do that Belichick thing where you get a bunch of veterans and, like, hope – The Seahawks, outside of a few stars with, like, the DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and some others, like, it's kind of another one where you go, like, they were historically awful last year defensively. And if that group doesn't turn around, like, I don't care, you know, what you want to say about it. They're just – they're not the same group. Um, So, So what is the Seahawks' plan? Draft Bryce Young because he's so good. And that, I mean, Pete yeah, Girl's too old to tank, though. Um, Yeah, but maybe they don't have to tank. Maybe they just have to be in striking distance and you you know, get rid of the rest of your first round picks like they always do. I mean, but this one, they just get rid of all their picks, then use them to take Bryce Young. You don't know who that is. Won the Heisman last year, quarterback at Alabama. The only thing, that, and Pete will knock him for a size. That's it. If you watch his footage, the kid is special. That's the only way you can describe him. It, didn't you refer to it, Like, didn't you make a Russell Wilson comp? Yeah, that's that's exactly what... But he's actually a little taller than Russell is. Right, right. But like, if you... if, if Pete, Maybe that's the plan. If Pete Carroll's like, all right, we need young quarterback, mobile, makes plays, doesn't make turnovers, in the... You know, shorter... You know, in this system, with a good defense and a run game, and we'll just recreate 2011, 2012. Now... I also the like the different- that's the issue. What's that? If they don't have the defensive pieces. You know, they're still trying to find that. Yeah, and they, they had have- like a money ball thing going with the Legion of Boom too, and that is not available now because everybody's sort of onto the body type of the, the defensive backs that they wanted to have, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think I used up all my questions. <laughs> okay, you did a good job. Proud of you. No, not really. Are you? G- give me your biggest. Like, this, is, this is why you're the best. I don't have to have all the questions. You've got questions. Well, no, I was, I was thinking it before we even came into this, like who's your surprise team Like of this of the year? Like who are you kind of like higher on that no one else is higher on that you think is going to actually do something? Because the Eagles, like you said, the can't Eagles. Like, be the Eagles. Okay, just because just so many people are high on them, which i am actually, it's the opposite. Like I don't want to say, like I love Nick Sirianni. I think it's a talented roster or something. I just kind of look at last year and go, eh, ball kind of bounced their way. Like they kind of achieved that success earlier than I thought they were. And I feel like this is going to be one of those deals where, like, we underrate Ron Rivera, how good of a coach he is. I know Washington could seem like a mess, but I think Carson Wentz is an upgrade compared to the quarterback play they had last year, and they've gotten better too. I mean, I think if a healthy Chase Young, even though he's not starting off the season, on that that note, if he can be the player they are hoping is going to be, like, that's going to be a tough team, man. As long as they can improve their pass defense, like, I don't know. I just I kind of look at the the Commanders as a team that could surprise a lot of people. Um, you know, I don't know how you feel about Denver. I feel like everyone's kind of like Kansas city. And then you've got like, if people kind of forget about the Raiders when they have Chargers of the favorite pick, And I'm like, dude, Vic Fangio said for three years, like we're a quarterback away. And now they've got that quarterback and essentially the same roster. I'm like, why not them? You know, why can't Denver shock and surprise so those people? So do you think, it, so I think breach said this last earlier this week, but like, do you think Denver's kind of flying under the radar? I feel like they're on my radar the, the Chargers are the hype team in that division. The okay. Chargers are the hype team that, like, like, hasn't gotten it yet, and it's like they are. I, I'm more like, okay, the two teams I feel best about are the Chiefs and the Broncos. Because I think you could make the case they have the two best rosters, they have the two top quarterbacks, and and that's not saying Justin Herbert won't be a Hall of Famer, won't win a Super Bowl or MVP and all that stuff, but, like, Russell's done already a lot of that. So I I just kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. Um and, and look, and it's no disrespect to Derek Carr. They could be phenomenal. Like, I, I have the utmost respect for Josh McDaniels. Like, that could be a game changer there. It really could. I'm just kind of curious to see how it goes. Um, see, so- that's, sort of my, that's sort of my logic for why I'm big on the Chiefs this year is that everyone's – I mean, and this is like pretty much a, like a standard cultural phenomenon, right? It's like new shiny toy. Oh, goodness. It's like, you know, Devontae Adams, um, you know, uh, you know uh, Chandler Jones, Josh McDaniels. And you know, did the same thing we did, Russell Wilson. And meanwhile, the Chiefs are just like, Look, I mean, if we we haven't not made the AFC Championship game since we put Bachelor Holmes in as a starter. Um, I, I do think Denver's interesting. That, I mean, my surprise team, I think, is the Jaguars. Oh, god, wow, that is a very big turnaround. I picked them to win the division. Okay, I mean, what were the odds for that? Like, plus 2000? Uh, you mean, like, no, nine to one. Oh. Something actually, uh, Tyler Sullivan had a great point on the pod, uh, maybe last week, but it was like, don't bet the Jaguars nine to one, bet the Jack, bet Doug Peterson coach of the year at like 25 to one, right? That's right. if They win the division, he's to coach of the year, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, and people, people are just out on Trevor Lawrence, and that's crazy to me. Like, he's good, he is good, he's super talented. I, I do think, in like breaking down some of his tape and watching him. You know, one of the things that when he's that you're kind of like a taller, like longer-legged guy, longer-striding guy, sometimes it's a hard adjustment to the NFL when you, when you're on teams that don't have a great offensive yeah. space. Yeah, that's a good point. You well, know, you just you need a little more space to operate. You know, some of these guys who kind of sit back, some of these gunslingers who have that kind of whip, right? Like the Patrick Mahomes, um, whoever you want to throw into that category. You know, even Stafford can do a lot of that too. Um so they don't have that long stride like the drive forward. Yeah, I, mean, look at, I mean, look at like Aaron Rogers, like he has a really short stride, like he gets up and gets down. And they're quick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so th- those guys tend to a lot of times be able to navigate the pocket better, have more success. But you know, you've got other examples of guys who are a little longer striders who are taller. I mean, Justin Herbert's a guy who needs a little more space too, longer arms, longer legs, like longer motion. Um, you know, Tom Brady's kind of been more that guy, but he's he does a tremendous job of like finding space. Like he is navigates a pocket as well as anyone. Um, it's, it's crazy to watch. Like like it is. You, you know better than I do, but it's like you watch him like the subtle like horizontal movements in the pocket from Brady are just second to none, maybe in like history. Right. No, he's like a he's like a boxer. It's like watching like Ooh. a very like smooth boxer just navigate the ring. You don't really notice that they're kind of controlling and moving and their opponent. up left, right, yeah. right, and then just boom, knock someone out. Um, but, okay, my bold prediction for the season is all, all 14 from the AFC West make the playoffs because bold. I, I don't know if it's possible. I know three can make it. We've seen that plenty of times, but I would think there's some mathematical way. I mean, it is mathematically possible. All four should and could. Like, I think that would make our playoffs better, at least looking at it right now. Like, I don't really want to see anyone else besides the division in the AFC South. In the AFC North, I mean, you could maybe make the case for – I mean, look, Cleveland's probably not going to because Watson's not going to be there for enough games. Um, I don't think Pittsburgh's going to, even though Tomlin's never had a losing season. It just doesn't feel like it's going that direction. I think you got to pick between Baltimore and Cincy. And so I'm like, all right, like, that would be the tough, I think, division, the toughest division you're looking at, losing one. AFC East, I mean, look, give me Buffalo and forget about the rest. You know, yeah. I gotta, the AFC North is the only one that I would actually be like, ah, maybe there's another team I'd rather have. Yeah, Baltimore and Cincy would be fine, even though, like, like I was gig, I was la, I smiled and like smirked because I was picturing Joe Burr's head on Pete Prisica's body. And then, like, yeah, like maybe he is rent free. Uh, I need to examine this at any rate. Um, yeah, I think that, I, I, but like, it's hard to everyone's on these, like, there's no it's hard to find a surprise team because everyone's sort of on. Like, I, I bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl during the draft when they traded for AJ Brown and drafted Jordan Davis because I love those two guys. Um, and now it's like, eh, like it's great, but the, everyone's on the Eagles. You know, everyone's on the Niners. I think the, I mean, the, did the Ravens qualify if they win the Super Bowl? Is it a surprise to you? I think so. I mean, I don't know what their odds were. Well, 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 I mean, 20 to one. I mean, yeah, I said that's pretty, pretty much a long shot. I mean, I'm sure they're not the furthest down on the list, right? But I don't know. But sure. that's that's um, that's kind of how I see it. I, I can't wait though. I'm excited for the season to come. It's gonna be fun, man. Uh, do you want to tell everybody about? Well, wait, what's today? Today's Thursday if they're listening. That means in two days, you will be on the set. That's right. Down in Austin. Big noon kickoff. Oh. Is that Texas? Texas, Alabama. Wait, Texas and Alabama are playing this Saturday? Yeah. It's a pretty big game. It's a huge game. It's the biggest game of the week. It's it why is. it's why game day is coming down to our set for a game. They're not even airing. So oh, wow, that is a tough seed for uh, you know, it happened four times last year. And just to kind of dive into the numbers, like that doesn't fare well for them straight up because obviously everyone's going to tune in to our broadcast that is up the on game. TV, yeah, leading up to the game and not theirs. Um, is it true that you single handedly brokered the deal between the Big Ten and CBS? <laughs> no, I had zero to do with that, but uh, yeah, that was a rumor floating around. It's, I'll tell you much. it's awesome for CBS, I think it's awesome for the Big Ten. Um, it's cool to see kind of where the big 10 going, uh, as it continues to kind of grow and expand. Like, I don't think it's done, uh, as of, uh, you know, as of yet adding on teams, but, um, it's cool to see like where it's gotten. I mean, think about this. They're talking about the college football playoff, the expanded playoff of 12 teams going for 2 billion a year. Believable. But like you start adding up the numbers, and like Pete's always like, ah, NFL king, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, it, it started. The numbers are starting to get kind of similar. I know the ratings aren't there because it's, it's more spread out among 20 well, games. Well, you got 130 teams. Like, yeah, it's, it's different in that sense. And obviously, all the rights aren't the same. I mean, SEC and Big Ten are by far and away the most, you know, sought after. And then it's you know kind of the playoff system, but still, well, the, the Big Ten's going for a billion a year. Well, but the the difference is too, you have. In the NFL, it's just simply hello, we're the NFL, give us this money. In in college football, it's like, we're the SEC, give us this money. And the Big Ten is like, whoa, 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 have you seen these numbers? And all of a sudden you have bidding wars that pop up. And I, I actually think it's more impressive that college football has been able to generate the revenue they can. When if you think about it, like the Big Ten has less, you know, big markets, brands compared to the NFL a lot and yet and yet you you you're talking about 14 teams will be eventually 16 right so half of the half of the nfl and you're able to get generate over a billion what 1.4 whatever it up, you know being in totality for you know not even you know half that i know the nfl generates what like 4 billion or something like that a year i mean it, it's yeah it's probably close i think the right fees is about that or something like that it, it, it's it's different now with the amazon stuff but yeah probably close right but i'm saying i'm just saying that's just the big 10 that's just Right, fourteen teams and sixteen teams. That's not the SEC. That's not the expanded playoff format. Like when you really start doing the numbers, you're like, what the ACC either? Well, yeah, but they're kind of locked into a, you know, not a good deal. Yeah, not great. Um, you should get your cut of that deal you did with the Big Ten and CBS. I, Um, I told Port, I just want a lifetime contract. That's that's all I want. That's all I want too. Lifetime contract. That's not what you want. Uh, Watch Brady Quinn on the. Big noon kickoff show. It's a bunch of bunch of by the way. The over on Bildos Thursday, tomorrow night. Or tonight, tomorrow night. How the whatever the show is. Two one one and a half. half or two and a half. Let's go. Uh you're taking one, one, either way. one and one half. Way. a half. One and a half. either way. Security is a lot. Well, maybe it's not as good there. We talked about that. <laughs> uh, we'll go uh over one and a half. If you can find that at your local bookmaker. I think I think the real question is whether or not we're gonna have any fans uh perform. Doing, getting, uh, how do I put this? Getting too romantic in the stands. Oh no, that's Toronto, man. Oh, that's Oakland. That's that's a bunch. That's a it's becoming a thing now. He's like, we got. to, Who thinks is like we need to get intimate? Who gets who gets caught in Oakland, right? Like, have you seen their attendance? You could literally be like in between seats and no one would see anything. Or just or just like go to the bathroom or like like anything like you know like just not in this like, in, like I know what we should do in the stands is. I'm just saying, like Oakland's attendance is what, like two thousand a game. Like, you could find the, just the nosebleeds, and like, no one would see you. You wouldn't be on camera. Like, it. The floor between the seats is completely clean. No one's been there for like three months. Just lay down and do that. You don't have to be flaunting your in-stadium sexual activity, like, right. a, like a of lying on the floor. All right, that's. I, I believe the kiss cam. The kiss cam just triggered everyone. Got everyone's juices flowing, you know. They start to get all excited. They can't stand up, you know. It's just that sort of thing. That's actually kind of a good theory, in a weird way. All right, then we, it's, All right, this is. we <laughs> This is. This is fun. Uh, we'll we we'll do this again next week. Maybe not eight o'clock. Maybe at eight o'clock. Who knows? Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Brady, it will be the big noon kickoff show on Fox Sports. Watch that. Also watch.
1: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.